0: Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show. It's July 14th, 2020. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva and Dolly Howard. And um, hello, Dolly and Walt.
1: (laughs) Hello, Nancy. Hello, Dolly. Hello,
0: y'all. Okay. Uh, All right. So, um, yes, Walt, did you catch any of that previous show about cloning? That was very, very interesting.
1: Uh, nope, I did not.
0: Dolly on... Uh, ca-
1: yeah,
2: I listened. I was eating and I listened to it. I had comments, but I had food in my mouth too. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> in my hands.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, y- y- well, you know, I fought Dolly on this cloning of the president thingy. But, boy, when you hear the history that how long it's been... Uh, worked on in the fact that it may be that the Nazis preoccupation with twins really was part of the beginning of cloning and uh, it was just it, it was a fascinating show as far as the information goes I mean it was just like okay <laughs> and then uh, Dolly says to me no the our beloved is on the on the television. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I I had to tell you because I, you had to see him
0: well I hadn't seen him we hadn't seen him you hadn't reported him being around for a while I was right. thinking about that last night
2: yeah for a long time
0: yeah and um, what was he actually saying did you listen to it
2: no I'm taping it oh ok so I could listen to that other guy before us well I'm,
0: go ahead I'm sorry
2: I wanted to hear what that guy said but I wanted us to be able yeah Bobby I wanted us to be able to see the real Trump get him in our head a little better but see I keep saying our beloved has this beautiful silver white hair
0: yes And and his skin is different Yes. and when I was, I had the sound off, but I was studying him, and I noticed, because I've noticed it in the, what, what you're telling me are clones, okay, that yeah. they get out there, and they're like, talking without script, but it's always sort of the same thing. Yeah. And I was noticing that he was virtually reading off of a text.
2: Yeah. Down, in front of him, not yeah, off. Yeah, no, front it was
0: in front of him.
2: Yeah,
0: and it was. It was just. Well, that kind of makes sense. That you know, a clone can be pre-programmed with any script. Yes. you yes. know. And how far has AI gotten? You know, I mean, they've got these conversations that you can have with AI, and they're getting better and better. So if. Uh, because I've noticed this too, you know. the the They ask him a question, and he directly answers the question, but in the same way that he's answered it every time before. Which doesn't mean he's a clone. It could mean that he's telling you the same story because it's the same story. It's the true story. It's the way he feels. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It was really kind of synchronistic too, you know. That the real one showed up while we were talking about clones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: it was. I didn't, well, of course, I haven't been
0: watching the TV today. But um, they did get into a conversation regarding the soul. You know, does a clone have yes. a soul? Yes. And no, that's that why they only got seven
1: years. Where did no, you hear that's why that? They only, I, I know that from that paper I told you. I I'm, I'm like an idiot. I never saved it. It was so boring because it was page after page after page highly technical, lots of medical terminology that was beyond my ken and uh, I remember jumping from page to page to get to parts where I more or less get a grasp of what's going on, so I remember reading the part because remember, oh. while the memories of the soul are not anywhere in the body they're not in the body the body does have cellular memory that's why it takes seven years to master any musical instrument, because we change all our cells every seven years. So if you practice daily, that's the rule in India for any instrument, no matter how simple or how complex. You gotta practice for seven solid years, because as you change all your cells, all your cells are now have the knowledge of that instrument. So when you're playing it, you can play you you. You play from inspiration or you're playing, looking at uh, sheet music. Nowhere at no part is your intellect involved in controlling the body to play. You just play because the body knows how to play it. It's like uh, for people that, I I don't know about present day high school and (laughs) typewriters have gone the way of the dinosaurs. But when I went to high school in New York in the 70s, they were still teaching typewriting class. And I remember the typewriters had no letters because you were supposed to learn the position of the letters without looking at your hands. So that's another skill that you pick up where all your, your body learns the skill. It's not an intellectual skill. It's a physical, mechanical skill because your cells have memory. And that they could transfer. That's why the personality of the clone matches the personality of the original but they could not transfer the, the soul. I think one of the biggest blocks is their own level of awareness of the people behind this. Because look at uh, what passes for modern uh, medicine. Talk to any psychiatrist or any psychologist. They don't believe that there's a soul. They don't believe there's a spirit. Everything is mind, 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 mind. You know, everything is controlled by the mind. That's the only thing that they will admit to. Beyond the mind, it's all uh, superstitious Primitive man's uh, superstitions, unbelief systems, unreligious blah blah blah, but they don't they don't believe in the souls. So uh, at the technical level, they have nothing because the, the, the ancient Kobdas, eight thousand years before Christ, that did perform transmigration of souls. It was done, but it doesn't. It wasn't done based on technology. It was it was pure work of consciousness. They all had to gather around in a circle around the two subjects that were going to, where they were going to transmigrate from one body to another body. It was a work of pure consciousness and concentration, not, you know, technology based, you know, machines and electronics. And it was all uh, the energy fields of them gathering together to work on these two subjects, transfer the soul from the body dying into. Uh, In the case that I read, the one that had the young body wanted to leave because his lover was dead, so he he didn't want to stay alive anymore. So he willingly gave up his body so this old Cobb the Master could be transferred into the young body. But the only technology, if any, that was involved is that both bodies were placed in uh, bodies of water. They were sharing one body of water. That seemed to have something to do with uh, biological energy transfer, but that was it. There's no electronics involved. And these people, you know, they, they make the clone, they do the cell memory transfer, but there's no soul. So the clone only lives seven years. What it takes for it to replace all its body cells, it's the presence of the high soul in the body that allows it to go after seven years, seven years, seven, and it just keeps changing cells. Even even the aging, as we know aging, there's nothing natural about it. That was part of the Anunnaki uh, genetic manipulation of humanity. So that, well, that was it. So.
2: Well, you were breaking up, uh, at least in my ears. Um, Did you say at the beginning that... We don't have a soul
1: in our body. No, I never said that. I said the oh, clones okay. don't have a high soul, and they oh, and the clone.
2: The- okay, I just wanted to clarify that in my head.
1: As That's why they, even if the clone doesn't get sick, they they have to periodically be replaced because they only last seven years.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah, it's like a you know case in point. Uh, um not at the domestic level, but at the natural wild level, for example, look at rodents, they only live seven years but there's something that happens when a human uh, truly and legitimately loves an animal this this subject was covered in the Law of One books those five books that was called you know, the raw material when that seems to be one of the powers that humans have When they adopt an animal and they truly care for it, not just feeding it and giving it a home, but truly loving it, you know, giving it your love, your attention, your energy, you watch after them, you know, you educate them, you talk to them all the time. They will uh, receive a high soul. So those animals actually live longer and they're far more intelligent than domestic animals. I mean, lately, I'm finding out that more and more uh, our goose, our Canada goose, Gandhi, She totally understands language. When I give her instructions, you know, where to go, and I I leave her out in the street, and I say, stay here in this part of the garden. Don't go to the neighbor's garden. That's not your garden. Don't go to the other lady's garden. That's not your garden. You just stay here. And she'll do that. Or when we need to go indoors because I'm going to close up the garage, I'll just say, come on, come back home because I'm closing up the garage, and that's it. Uh, (laughs) She'll stop doing whatever she's doing and come back home. So... You know, uh, it's like, well, like a parrot, a parrot, you know, they understand words. They're not just, I know that the uh, skeptics say, oh, no, the parrot is just parroting, it's just imitating words. No, it's not imitating words, because we had a parrot for many, many years, and he absolutely understood vocabulary. Like, when he wanted food, he literally asked for food. <laughs> I mean... If okay, if uh, by virtue of the love we give them, they get imbued with a high soul, and okay, humans are supposedly the the non-robotic kind, <laughs> they do have a high soul. I mean, how many times we learn a language just from being exposed to it all the time? I mean, that's how I learned English. Nobody, I didn't go to a school to sit down and somebody taught me English. I just watched TV for several months, and I started picking up the sounds of the words. And the association of these sounds with whatever was happening in the screen. And that's how I started uh, understanding what people were saying. I never went to a school. When I went to the school, I was already understanding what the teacher was saying. I couldn't talk very well. I had to master that part. But I could understand what he was saying. And I could understand a lot of what was written. So I just picked it up from, so why wouldn't an animal pick up your vocabulary by virtue of living with you for years and years? Poor things can't make the same sounds that you do it doesn't stop them from understanding (laughs) plus let's not forget the fact that cats are telepathic so just think of food and they'll be there (laughs) you know I've I've
0: said for a long time that if it's if there's certain if the bible is a you know an accurate description of (laughs) semi-truth Um, and we are made in the image of God, it wouldn't be because we look like God. So what is it that God seems to have that you know makes God God? And I think it's the ability to create souls. And that it is, when we love an animal, we actually do imbue them, I said, with a soul, because of our love. We're imbuing them. That is what we are somehow transferring. So it's interesting that you're you know, making the statements that you you just did. Because you, you just, it, it, you feel it, you know, and it grows. And it gets more complicated and complex. And, you know, it's just fascinating, especially to, to watch the cats and the dog. But having the cats that are a family pride in the back living sort of by themselves, with me coming in once in a while to feed them and give them a hug and that sort of thing. And the new cat, Shunga, who, uh, I mean, she's getting to be a a lap cat, she's actually (laughs) letting me now hug and kiss her, you know, and and two, three days ago that was, no, we don't want to do that. Yes, you do. I'm telling you, you really do. Oh, maybe I do. Yeah, Yeah, it feels pretty good. You know, and you kind of release the grip a little bit, and she's gone. But every time she does it, it's a little... She stays a little longer, you know. So so you see them beginning to change. And the dog, oh, he gets so frustrated with me because he says, you know, yes, I cannot make the noises that you make, but can't you hear me in my head? <laughs> What's the matter with you, lady?
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so, um... So,
1: and the and all these people that are behind all of this, um, what do you call it, underground, illegal cloning, do you think there's any love in their equation of what no. they do? No, not at all. So, if there were, well, they, they wouldn't be doing it for the reasons they're doing it, right? Right.
0: <laughs> the other thing that was interesting watching the news or just having it on... Was the t- ticker tape thing that goes below? You know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I didn't catch the beginning of it and I'm going, What is this? They're talking about five G. What's happening? What's happening? Five oh, G a five G rollout in twenty twenty seven. What's this about? Great Britain. They just closed down their five G.
1: Alrighty. Yeah. It's it's that good, huh?
0: Well, let me put it to you this way. The reason that they closed it down was that the president said, we're not going to allow any of this China's espionage because their equipment is in our telecommunications. So we're forbidding it. And because we don't want them to ever be doing this to us, Great Britain, if you don't get rid of the Hawaii, what is it? Oh. Huawei. Huawei, Thank you. Huawei. Uh, yeah. If you don't get rid of their equipment, then we're not going to have this intelligence uh, system that we have merged with you. Oh well, darn. Guess we better get rid of it. <laughs> 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 you know. So I don't think it was this extraordinary awakening, but as I've I've told on the radio, 5G, we've got to give them an excuse to do the right thing. So thank thank you, Mr. Trump. For giving us the excuse to get Great Britain to say, uh uh-uh, uh, moratorium, we're not going to do anything until 2027. I can live with that. I'll be,
1: you know, be I, I'll be gone is, is, by is, then. That'll be cool. Isn't it interesting that after all this time, you have yet to hear one sensible, logical, rational reason why it's so important to have? Have you heard anything? Yeah. At all, I mean, it's like oh, it's so fast and so powerful. Instead of looking at people's faces on the, your compu- on your phone screen, you will have 3D holograms. Not even that, not even that. You know, fairy well, tale. Well, because,
0: because they want they, they they it's a training thing. I mean, if you don't consider the fact that it's actually control and surveillance to the up teenth, but you know, it's it's training us so that we were we will willingly become cyborgs <laughs> Where, where's the Borg? Yeah, let me know. I'll I'll join. Where do I sign? Oh, I don't have to sign. Oh, I just yeah. have to give over my being. Oh, okay. Bye. <laughs> I mean it's ludicrous. Well,
1: it, it should be an uh, you know coming from the world of science fiction. It should be prophetic that even the 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 Borg collapsed. The Borg collective broke down. You remember that? It was it was covered uh, over several episodes and in some and over the series that are part of the franchise. You know they showed a major defeat that was covered in Star Trek Voyager, then another major defeat uh, that was in the uh, or the beginnings of defeat in the episode of Hugh, in the original Star Trek Second Generation, and then I watched the first season of Picard, and. The, the story continues because they show The same actor who played Hugh In The Next Generation He plays, he reprises his role In the series You know, Picard
0: Now where are you uh, watching that, Walt? Picard <laughs> Yeah
1: uh, we, that, that was in, uh, what do you call it? The, the iTunes part The television part of iTunes
2: iTunes?
1: Yeah, it's uh, for those people that have Apple, you know you have these Online streaming players Like Roku And oh, uh, Amazon why. Fire Well, there's another streaming player That connects to your internet It's called the Apple TV So the Apple TV automatically Has the built-in software To connect to iTunes Which is the Apple store for content Movies, television Music You can get any of that So in their in their TV series section They're they're streaming uh, that series, Picard. They're streaming that and they're streaming uh, Star Trek Discovery. Well, I keep
0: wondering where this is. I see it advertised on the Xfinity Comcast, or I don't know what the Comcast station, and I'm going, where where do you get it? (laughs) But that sounds a little complicated to me and above my pay grade. Well, you don't
1: have a. You would need a. What do you call it? An Apple TV player. You yeah, don't no, have a, I, don't, I, I think don't want
0: you, one. I don't want one. I yeah. don't like anything to do with Apple. Thank you. Yeah, so I'm only going to take so much brain control. <laughs> from somebody outside of my own being.
1: The only reason I chose it is because technically speaking it's superior to um Roku because Roku even at the 10 1080 resolution no matter what you want to cho- to watch everything looks fuzzy. Oh. Brand new unit. With this, everything looks nice and crisp and clear. So at least, uh, you know, content-wise is the same because you what 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 do you have access to? Netflix, Hulu, Amazon Prime. You know, content-wise is the same. It's just the technical quality of what you're watching. You know, it looks nicer. Uh, The the Roku controls were a bit clunky at times when you wanted to do things. So, and plus, instead of Adding to the technology, they actually retracted from the... They took things away from the technology. Like one of the Roku units that I had, it had the optical audio connector because I have a sound bar. So it's just one single wire and you connect and you have the sound coming out of the sound bar, which is nice, you know, deep, excellent sound. But then when they came out with the newer units, supposedly newer, more modern, no, nothing. No, there was no infrared... Sound connector, just, you know, regular electronic. You you needed to get the sound out of the HDMI. You needed like a, a special connector that has sound capability and it lets you take the sound from the HDMI connector. So I thought, this is bullshit, you know. Instead of improving the product, they actually made it more clunky. So... <laughs> Got rid of that so one. So,
0: does the Apple have a device that you have to put on your, your thing, or is it just a cable from your internet to the television?
1: No, it's, it's Wi Fi. It connects over the Wi Fi. I don't need to physically connect the network to it. I could if I wanted to. It has a, an RJ45 port, but since my, uh, what do you call it, my fiber optic uh, uh, router has Wi Fi built in. I just connect over the Wi-Fi. That's it.
0: Well, how do you tell your television to go there?
1: Because the televisions have multiple ports, and you just go to the port that has the Apple connected to it. You have a, a flat panel display. You know it has multiple ports. Yeah.
2: And it so, has one designated to Apple?
1: No, it is just... You, You pay attention to which port you're connecting Port one or two or three And then you set the remote to that port And that way you get to interact with the Apple TV The Apple TV has its own remote control So that's all you do You use it to control the Apple TV What what does this cost? Uh, It used to be 90 bucks But now they brought it down in price So it it doesn't cost a a month month. No, it's, you just buy it. Oh, you buy it that, at Best oh. Buy. Oh. If, you, if you choose, you can rent content from iTunes. So, for example, with this thing with Picard, uh, I think I paid 8 bucks or something like that for the first season. So I was able to watch the first season, and, and that was it. I'm not paying them anymore. I thought it was interesting how they tied up some storylines in the Picard series. And it was interesting to see how they kind of brought to an end what happened with Hugh and the next generation. Because Hugh was the one Borg that was uh, disconnected from the from the uh, collective. So when he went back, they they thought of contaminating Hugh with some kind of Program So that when he got connected back to the collective, he would contaminate the collective. But the things that happened in the ship, they changed their minds and they left him alone. They let the collective pick him up where his ship crash landed. So Picard at the end of that episode reasons that when he goes back, he's taking back with him the knowledge of singularity, of what it means to be by yourself and functioning as an individual as opposed to functioning as a collective. And it came to pass He affected The collective more and more Members of the collective you know, Kind of rebelled against the system So in the series Picard They're actually <laughs> All of these liberated All of these liberated um, Borg are flying around in a stolen cube <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love this This is great
2: <laughs> yeah. What's the name of
1: this? Picard Oh Picard, oh, okay Yeah, yeah, he he comes out of retirement But I'm not going to spoil the end of the series for you Because it's No, I'm not going to spoil it Don't don't spoil it (laughs) If we
0: don't don't watch it in a year or so Then we'll have you tell us (laughs) 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 Interesting, very interesting
1: so you, so you get to see uh, Data Without Makeup, because what happens is the, the same actor, Brent Spiner, he plays the role of uh, Noonien Sung's son, because Noonien Sung is a scientist who uh, created data, the technology for it. For those people that follow the Star Trek uh, franchise of series, if you watch um, the one with uh, Scott Bakula what was it, Enterprise, I think it was Enterprise, the series was called Enterprise, which yeah. is the story of the very very first Enterprise ship that was built. This was before the creation of the Starfleet. So, Enterprise I believe is happening one or two centuries before the existence of even Kirk. So, in that series, they spend a number of episodes covering the story of Noonien soon played by Brent Spiner, of course. And Nunyansung is—he was such a genius, and and no matter what subject or discipline of study, he was—he was like a Da Vinci. His thinking and the things that he would devise and design and everything was like beyond what present-day or scientists of that time could understand. So, for example, remember that episode in the original Star Trek where they found this derelict ship and it had people frozen from the eugenics war in Argentina, where Ricardo Montalban was, um, he, was he played the role of Khan, which oh. were these humans that had been modified, and they were stronger than regular, regular humans, and they were more powerful, and they were more intelligent, and more capable. That was in the very original Star Trek, where the, the ship was called the Botany Bay, they found it, and they had escaped from Earth during the Eugenics War, and they were like rebels. So Ricardo Montalban, he he comes back during the movies. Remember when they did the Wrath of Khan? Yeah. Okay. In the series of of Enterprise, they show. That it was Noonien Sung responsible for that genetic, for creating that genetic manipulation enhancement that created Khan and all the all the people that were all his soldiers that followed him. He was the one responsible. And in fact, they show in the Enterprise series with Scott Bakula, these guys were so advanced and strong and powerful. One single of these humans could actually overpower several Klingons. They were so strong and fast and powerful. So um, I think they spend something like two or three episodes with Brent Spiner playing that role of Noonie and Soong. And at the end of that story arc, he says, maybe I should give up on eugenics and focus on, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, Robotics Robotics cyber- androids. Cyber- Cybernet, designing an Android. So that gives you the clue that the next step is, you know, the creation of the technology, uh, the positronic technology that allowed the existence of data um, on all the other creations. So that was interesting how they, they actually brought to light Nunyan yan and his mentality, his philosophy. So in the Picard series, um, Brent Spiner comes back again but this time he's playing the role of Noonan Sung's uh, uh, son. So that's interesting to see him without makeup. <laughs>
2: wow. Well, he was in Independence Day without makeup.
1: Yeah, he was uh, the long haired scientist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. got controlled by the alien, remember? <laughs> yeah. What do you want us to do? What do you want from us? We want you to die. <laughs> yeah. Die. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> so, Just to do it is saying, could Walt be a robot? <laughs> a robot. Well, because you know so divorced.
1: much. <laughs> oh, well, like I told Nancy, Nancy keeps saying I have photographic memory no it's just I, I, if I'm focused on something and I like it and I'm enjoying it or it, it grabs my interest I'll remember it forever you make me read something boring five n- minutes from now I won't know if I read something at all it'll just escape my mind totally that's why I couldn't I
2: understand remember
1: that. the <laughs> SOPs of the corporation standard operating procedures that was like sucking on a nail I'm thinking you know human beings are supposed to remember this? And the text is like written for robots. It doesn't even have a narrative that you can follow. Jesus. That is so boring, the way they write that stuff. But I digress. We have to go back to science, what is it? Science fact? What is it that we deal with, or fiction facts?
2: <laughs> we're sci-fi. You mean when we say we're sci-fi?
1: Yeah, reality sci-fi. Reality yeah. sci-fi. sci-fi. There you have it.
0: Okay, I just put up uh, an image into chat. I don't know you guys can see chat or not because they're yeah saying yeah. The I took chat. that
1: image. I took that image from the Utsava site.
0: Um, I I took it from Google, <laughs> but oh. <laughs> uh, Okay, so if we look at this, this is this this just this was a little bit beyond just coincidence. Walt, you want to explain what it is?
1: Well, um, like I said, I got these from the Obama website because these photos were featured in uh, one of her uh, r- latest write-ups after the Fourth of July celebration at Mount Rushmore. She posted this photo uh, because she says there was a lot of chatter going back and forth. Someone claims, and they even have a photo of it, that during the ceremonies on top of the head of Washington, somebody stood on the head with his arms uh, splayed, you know, arms extended to the sides, looking up at the sky. So they were claiming that there was uh, JFK Jr. that had made an appearance. So then... She's not saying anything, she's not saying it is and it isn't, but what she is se- seeing is the connection of the images between this cover of George magazine that um, everyone knows it was, he's the one who created it, I believe, or he was the editor of it. He created it. Yeah. He created the magazine. How it was full of uh, imagery, um, like, you know, Mount Rushmore is featured there, Uh the image of what something that looks like a UFO is featured there, which people, a lot of people, had rumored that the president was going to take that um, t- the time of the Fourth of July celebration to reveal the existence of the secret space force. Which
0: that would be me. Bear- that
1: would be me and <laughs> me.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so You're talking the other one. Is the the words you know, survival guide to the future. Is like all these little tidbits. You know, well, here's um,
0: here here's one. Okay, I didn't catch this. I put up a second image, and it's a blow up of the, of the magazine, and right under the G of George, it says "Good news, live forever," <laughs> and then it says and "Love it, your job," but live forever. And
2: it's got Gates on it. Oh, Something the Gates. Okay, gates.
0: okay. Now this is this is this if, if this is the only Bill Gates. Interview that was given to John. Um, if there was another one, I'm sorry, but the Bill Gates interview to John in George that I read and heard, I mean, somebody was covering it, and then I, I looked at it, I read it. Bill Gates actually says that the most difficult pro- or the, the biggest problem that we have is overpopulation, and he's made it his mission to make sure that we depopulate. It's fe- says it out loud okay now so the timing of it we know where Gates is with the pandemic and the vaccines and all of this other stuff right and then you got mm-hmm. the Rushmore thing and you know it, it, it survival guide to the future this this particular issue was, was jam packed with a whole lot of different things
2: and, and tell them when the date was for the magazine
0: Nineteen uh, February 1997
1: Is that 97 yeah. 1997 so, y'all so, so what year was did he supposedly have his accident?
0: 99 July Oh As a matter of fact the, uh, It's coming up Oh maybe he'll come back on the day that he died Or the day he disappeared
2: <laughs> I, uh, I gave up Trying to guess yeah. In, in Dolly World, he'll show up when he shows up.
0: Now the uh, the image that <clears throat> well, I can I can actually probably get that one up too. The image that Walt sent us on uh, the Rushmore thing, I told Dolly I said I can't in any way verify that that is at the same time that the Rushmore celebration was. Um, there's really no way of being able to confirm that it's John on top of George Washington's head on the Rushmore.
1: So. It doesn't I, lend itself to a, a remote view?
0: Not really, because I don't, I don't, I actually don't think that that was taken that day. I think what? somebody. What?
2: what was taken that day? The
0: picture of the person who's on top of... I saw it. You saw it when it happened?
2: With my eyeballs. I saw it on the TV and Trump was looking up there. Yes, I saw it.
0: Uh, Dolly, I don't know how you could have... Trump could have seen it if he was in front of the monument the way it was. I don't know. You're saying you saw
2: it? The so, day of July 3rd, right. when they did it, I saw the being standing up on the head with the arms out. Yes, I saw it. I didn't know you so didn't.
1: No, so I didn't. So then the didn't. sky cleared up. So the, at that time, the, the sky cleared up because I remember it was all covered in those weird shaped clouds. But when someone took this photo, the cloud cover appears to be clearing up because you see a patch of blue sky.
2: I have no idea about this guy, but I know I saw the guy because I was thinking, could that be JFK? Who is that? And why are they up there on the head?
0: You really saw it and thought that. We had a whole whole discussion about this, and you didn't remember when we were having the discussion. Oh, she's so frustrating. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay,
0: I'm putting it in chat so everybody can see what we're talking about. I did.
1: I put it in chat.
0: Oh well, I put it in chat too now. Okay, so, so all right. The thing of it is, is that I did. Well, Dolly says she saw this.
2: Maybe I was hallucinating. Who knows? With me, but I swear I
0: saw it. And the, you say that while the president was speaking. Yes. You saw. And, not,
2: oh well, you were on a roll when we were when you were talking. <laughs> And I didn't want to interrupt you and say I saw the man or, or did I? I don't remember that part. But I remember seeing the man. Or woman, whoever, the being. Well,
0: whoever is up maybe it's Bigfoot. Um <laughs> you know.
2: I don't think it's Bigfoot, it
0: has clothes on. How do you know it has clothes on? Well look at yeah. it. <laughs> All I see is these very, very long arms and a kind of a, a pointed head. You know, yes. I mean, I don't know. But so, what did you, 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 say about it? Did she? She didn't. Oh, you said she didn't confirm it with him. She or not. didn't.
1: She didn't confirm or deny. She just. She was just posting uh, the back and forth that she was getting from people because it. She gets. You know, she's on Twitter. and She Twitter. gets feeds. Yeah, Twitter. <laughs> I call it the same thing. I never know. <laughs> <laughs> that so, that thing, yeah. <laughs> but she didn't say no. No, it is. No, it isn't. Okay. All right. It.
0: All right. All right. I'm. I'm all of a sudden looking at QAnon John. Who's QAnon John? Um, I don't know pulpidons. where are you see it. On the picture at the top of it. Who who posted this? QAnon John, huh? <laughs> Well, we don't know, do we? Another we don't know, dang, 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 dang. But well, I
2: thought I did, but then Nancy crushed my
0: bubble. Well, but you didn't say anything about actually seeing it. I, I said thought there's no, I did. There's no way that you can look at this and confirm that this picture was taken on the day that the president was there. That's, that's what I—that's what told I said. You,
2: and that's when you No, burst you didn't.
0: No, now, she was on a different timeline, Walt. She never said a thing to me. You know, I would have remembered.
1: Well, uh, you know the, the the sheriff is not tied to any particular timeline, so.
0: I know, I know. She floats around out there, and you know, you oh got to figure out well, where is she?
2: Oh <laughs> my God, money. <Carmine. laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, so a new update. Yes, John Jr was on top of George Washington <laughs> while the president was talking below. And he a- was just according to me. <laughs> according, according to Dolly. Now, the other thing that came out and I don't have that picture. Um, well, look but, at
1: this this guy there in his profile picture. He's got uh, Vin, Vincent Fusca on the background. Why? Huh? Wait. Let me let me I grab this. Suffer. So I can show you. Okay.
0: No, what did I open? Do you have Get the link the. to that picture? Hold on, let me grab the control.
2: You mean on the, on the picture where he's standing on the president's head? No. Oh, okay.
1: I okay. didn't see that. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to... Hold on a second. Uh, let me use this other program so I can create a picture for it. Okay. Don't you
2: remember me saying to you, "You just burst my bubble"?
0: Yes, but if you hadn't told you, bur- you burst, you would have burst my bubble if you had told me the, you had seen the. Oh my God! I see what you're saying. Yes, the guy. Where? Wait. Where? Oh, okay. Um-
2: oh. Oh, I see. It's in there.
0: I can actually.
2: Okay.
1: Get uh, okay, so let's grab the picture. No, I don't. I'm posted on chat. Why isn't it grabbing? Okay, there it is. Wait,
2: it's there. It's there, well,
1: Yeah, I see, know. if you grab it, uh, this QAnon guy in his profile, he's got Mason Fusca.
0: Absolutely.
2: <laughs> Where? In the circle In the in, circle, thing? In circle
0: yeah. If you blow it up oh, well, you, you, up. You, you can't blow it up on this When it's there. on the internet oh, I'm go. doing Oh
2: Yeah I see That is
0: That Fusca guy <laughs> and, it, and it doesn't look like a picture It looks like it's really him Yep but maybe, who knows?
1: He must have been I at mean, some rally or something. Too, too
2: strange. Yeah, because it looks like rally ish behind him. Oh, come here, you little booger. See, it looks rally ish in the background, or, yeah. a, or a crowd type situation. And who sat
0: in front of him? That's John, QAnon John. Oh, well, that's okay. the guy that posted that picture. Huh. But that's his profile.
2: Had an amazing! Wow. I didn't, I didn't know about this QAnon, on, John. Really interesting. What is he trying to look under? What's he doing? Trying to look under Statue of Liberty's
0: dress. What is... that? Oh, you're, looking down, you're looking down at the thing. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. Here is a blow-up of that. Oh,
2: I blew it up on my own. I mean, with my fingers, I, I squished them over. There it
1: is. Oh, hey. Try, th- try that one.
2: That would have been easier than doing what I did, but I got mine bigger. Mine's bigger, Walt. <laughs> Dang,
0: that's interesting. Isn't that's it? interesting.
2: Well I if it was Go okay. ahead. I love when we do this kind of thing. I love it.
0: What, chat to one Are another they? and forget that we're on radio?
2: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> no You mean can't. that?
2: We can share with everybody in the chat room.
0: Well, this is how, yeah. Yeah, there there was a posting in Cosmic Reality. I don't even remember what it was. And somebody said, you know, do you have any way of proving what you're posting? And she said, I'm not trying to be, you know, a buffoon about this. I just, I need those sources when I'm trying to give it to somebody else. I said to her, I said, you know, these crazy things that drop down like this, just a statement, you know, with no back uh-huh. back anything. I said, are clues to me. It's like, okay, I can't prove this one way or the other, but it's interesting that it showed up. And then if it shows up again in a different context, not just somebody sharing, but something different, then start paying attention. Because it's our job to take these little breadcrumbs and follow them and try to make something... You know, make ourselves aware of, of whatever. And then there was the the thing with um, um, heart and the, do, doing the owl eye. Did you see that? No. What's the owl eye? Well, that was is, okay. I'll, you know when you when, it used to be the okay thing, you'd put your fingers up and you go okay, you know. The oh o- yes, yes. Okay. 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 Well, she did that. She did it with both Who hands. Did that? Mary Hart at the end of oh, her oh, oh, thingy, okay. <laughs> She did that. And there's a whole article I've got maybe probably maybe I've still got it up. I got 10,000 things up. But um they were all over it like, "Hey, is this something that uh, you know, is she giving a message, you know?" It, it was just really strange. oh I'm not seeing it. But it was very it was a uh, yeah, she did it. I mean, she was photographed doing it, but I don't know if it was an okay or if it was really the Masonic owl thing. <laughs> uh,
2: I just thought Mary Hart was strange. The whole Mary Hart issue was strange. I just thought it was I couldn't figure out why is she speaking and why is she wearing that funny-looking outfit?
0: That matches... It, Very closely, yeah. except the the colors are reversed. The the image on the George magazine. They right. she was she was friends with George. <laughs> she was friends with John. Right. With John,
2: yeah.
0: Yeah, she was friends <laughs> with John.
2: No, I didn't know that till you told me.
0: Yeah. Before
2: so, when we were talking about this
0: stuff. Right. <laughs> right. So on say what um, I was talking to Ania Abadisian and uh, well, Dolly was too, but i asked I asked her if um uh George Floyd was dead or not, and she said, "Yes, absolutely he's dead. I've talked to him on the other side, so I'm just saying somebody else thinks he's dead too. <laughs> oh
2: I think a lot of people think he's dead
0: well you, you Sava doesn't, and because of that, I have Neither hesitation. Do I. What?
1: Neither do I. You don't think he's dead? Well, maybe no. maybe, maybe one is alive, maybe one clone is alive, dead, or maybe another one is alive, who knows?
0: It could okay, be. We'll, we'll let, me, let me just ask you guys, what would be the purpose of keeping him alive? Is he got some great secrets that he can't take it to the grave? This is a guy that didn't have much of a life to begin with. So why would you? Why would you take um, the chance of keeping him alive so that he could suddenly say, "Hey, you know I'm alive"? It was all staged. They're not nice people. They don't care if they have to kill you. They'd rather kill you than keep you alive and be a jeopardy to them. This isn't like exactly. hey, you're my you're my best friend, and I'm gonna wa- I want you to go through this act here so that we can make a false flag. See. The thing about false flags that is is crept in since the uh, school shooting in, in in Connecticut. It's like all of a sudden they're talking false flag, and and everybody was no, it was the Boston bombing. Everybody is an actor, and nobody got hurt. And you know, I'm going like, what are you fools? People not only get hurt, they die. A false flag doesn't mean that it's all these actors putting on this show. A false flag is that they're putting out a narrative that they are creating and it 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 does result in death. It's not all actors. I mean, some of these people out there that, oh, and this, and, you know, I'm sorry. People die. A false flag means that they are t- trying to make you think something and there's the no way... The story is
1: false. The, the story, story is, is false. false. The deaths not
0: are real. <laughs> are real, you know? I, don't, I just don't understand people going to, I mean, there are, there are so many things that could go, all right, okay, let's assume that I'm wrong, that it was all a staged thing. Well, everybody thinks he's alive. You know, all these people talking about him being alive. Well, it didn't work, did it? My point exactly. Better kill him and then you don't have to worry about him coming back to life. This is not just nuts, some of the stuff I hear. <laughs> From, from purely 3D reasoning. You know, I don't talk to people on the other side. I don't know if he's on the other side or not. I'm telling you, from a 3D perspective, it doesn't make any sense that you keep him alive.
1: Well, there's a listener saying that uh, Floyd died a year a year ago. So, well, so why... Was- why
0: why would you pull some guy? I mean, there's a lot of poor black people on the streets you could have done the same thing to. Again, I see, I think that they put out these stories that are so bizarre and don't make any sense. And then they feed it to people and people regurgitate it and then the sane person says, that, like Nancy, that doesn't make any sense. I don't care what you show me. You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. and when I remoted I didn't feel any life force in that guy no I didn't feel much of anything in the other three either four
2: I'll find out someday
0: yeah but you'll be dead and you won't be able to tell us anyway besides (laughs) who would believe you if you were dead
1: (laughs) no because at the the time they'll they'll have the ghost phone where you can dial up the people that are on the other side (laughs) <laughs> I'll work on the ghost phone when I get over there.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, Dolly. You, you think dumb. I'm?
1: You think I'm? am I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. You should look. People should look. Um, there's a fantastic book out there uh, on EVP, electronic voice phenomenon, and um, there is actually pictures because all the the experimenters, a lot of the guys that got involved in EVP, are not. You know um, charlatans or people that are just looking for something interesting or fun there's a lot of electrical engineers and electronic technicians and people that have gotten involved because they found that uh, in in order to achieve that connection you need to create uh, white noise because what happens is the folks at the other side, they can manipulate that white noise in order to create the sounds that you hear. Remember what I keep saying and repeating myself like a parrot? Creation comes from the top down. When the corporate entities create noises in a place, let's say, okay, a place is haunted. I was there by myself. There weren't any cats or dogs or nobody. I was just there by myself and I could hear somebody walking across the wooden floor. Well, Think about it. How they how that was done? They manipulated the etheric field of, the, of that floor in order to manifest the sound that your ears picked up. Who Who is they? they? The, the corporate entity that you heard with your ears. Oh, oh. Okay. They are able to do that. So people that work with EVP, if you are able to generate a white noise and you you know turn on the recorder and you. Ask for someone to be present and you ask them questions for them to answer. they can manipulate the white noise and you can pick up you know sounds and they get recorded in the recorder but in the book, they actually cover uh, technical uh, electri- electric and electric um, electric and electronic engineers that are working on a, on a device that instead of creating just some white noise you know based on just sound they create uh, visual white noise. Like, for example, they have one device that actually uh, is a sealed container and it has liquid inside. And what they do is they vibrate the liquid. So instead of having audible white noise, you have visual white noise. So what they were able to capture by by focusing on the vibrating liquid, uh, when they were asking for contact, an entity was able to modulate the image reflected on the liquid so you could actually see a little face because that's what they were doing. They, they need a source of white noise so they can modulate and that way you can see. It's a way of getting across the veil of forgetting. So this this one, there's a, an, I think there's two or three black and white photos of this experimenter and what he ended up doing is he kind of... Um, Applied the same principle, and he modified a TV set, so he was able to get images of folks on the other side. The, his problem was he was unable to get. He was able to get the visual of the person on the other side, but he was unable to capture sound because he needed to modify the sound part of the TV to create the white noise necessary to capture not only the moving image of you know someone on the other side of the veil. But also the sound that they were making, he they could see in the he could see in the screen their lips moving, but nothing was coming out of the speaker because he never he didn't modify the audio section. So at the time of the book was published, that was that's what he was working on. So I'm thinking now that they have an entire um, what do you call it? an entire mainframe computer is squeezed into a phone, it's nothing, it's nothing time they will have a ghost phone. Or you'll be able to... Well,
0: we we know all about this. They showed us that on Poltergeist. (laughs) You remember the little girl looking
1: in the TV set? When you're looking at that snow, that's a form of visual white noise.
0: Yeah, they programmed us so we know all about that. Poltergeist, they showed us that.
2: And on... uh, I can't think of its name, but uh, there's this... Ghost Hunter, or like a Ghost Hunter show, and the Ghost Hunter show, too. They have boxes now where you can hear the voices talk from the other side.
0: Spirit boxes?
2: Yeah, the spirit boxes, yeah. So they've already done it, Walt.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> but what about the visual? The visual, well, that's
0: poltergeist.
2: They have, they have things that show visual too, but they show, uh, the, like stick people. Because of the energy waves, the energies in the room, the, uh, they can, they have this mechanism, kind of like an x-ray machine. But it's stick people and you can see them move where they're standing. But they don't talk on that one. You should watch... Oh, you don't have TV. Well, maybe on the... Uh, whatever you watch, you can see one of the ghost shows. There's one that I really like because I believe him. It's Amy and... Uh, uh, um, the, I'll, cop I'll that, the cop guy? The cop guy? No. No, they used to be on Ghost Hunters. Oh. Uh, I'm gonna look it up on break time and I'll tell you what it is. They I believe them completely.
0: Well I don't watch them very often, but there have been some really very interesting it used to be it was all like a bang here and a bang there and uh, so I I saw something and it, but now it's getting like some of this stuff is really spooky. <laughs> 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 That's one of the reasons I don't like watching it. It's like, yeah, oh, I don't know about that. Anyway, we're at the top of the hour, and I'm going to play the same thing we played last week because Dolly still likes it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, it's a sh- okay. So we. Hey, I back? found it. Oh, good.
2: It's Kindred Spirits, and it's on uh, Travel Channel, I believe. I'll look that in a minute. But it's Amy Bruni, Adam Berry. They they came from ghost hunters and they and Chip Coffee, he's a, a psychic and he he likes his specialty is working with children because they're so afraid when they start to see and hear the spirits. Um and he can see and hear the spirits. So, uh I believe them with all my heart. Let me go back and see for sure. What channel it's on. Travel. Uh, travel TV series. No, don't watch now. I'll see. You. Yep, it's the travel channel that it's on. And the Whatever. name of it again?
0: Kindred Spirits. Uh, have you ever seen... Well, yeah, we <laughs> am asking her if she's ever seen a ghost. <laughs> 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 oh no, no, oh, no. <laughs> Walt don't. have you ever seen a ghost? Is Walt not back?
1: Uh-huh. Walt, yes do you every miss- time I see a uh, Hello can you yes. hear me? Yes. Every time I see a person with a cell phone I'm looking at a ghost Right? Because there's nobody <laughs> no, Nobody in that meaty fl- In that meaty shell
0: <clears throat> That's true That's true so, um okay, I don't so. Know that
2: I've never seen a ghost, but I have seen spirits. I think there's a difference see in in my mind. a ghost is some a spirit a soul that has left its body, but for some reason hasn't left the earth, wants to stay on the earth or doesn't realize it's dead or uh, has a reason that they didn't want to go on a spirit in my world is one that has left the body and left the world and moved forward I'm done
0: and left a clone body behind or not no (laughs) no
2: the body dies Uh,
0: so um, what do you guys what else you guys want to talk about
1: I'm sharing with the folks on the chat that um, I put a comment that I say I think the people in California are sick of masks because uh, a customer paid me for one of my spirals, but he sent me a personal he sent me a personal check. So I got the check today and I noticed that the check is comes in a folded leaflet. So I opened the leaflet to see what it was and uh, and there's the text. I just posted it on chat. So I'm thinking that he must use this to go when he goes to stores and stuff like that. I don't know what the rules are in California, but do you see the text? No, what chat? Which what chat? The radio, radio chat. Oh, the radio
2: chat. Yeah.
1: Looking
2: in the Shunga. I mean, the, the S chat. Skype chat.
1: I'll put it in Skype. Let me. I let can me look down it. here. Hold on. Where's, where's
2: where'd you post I don't see it
1: did you post it a while ago no I just posted it I just put it again on I put it on the Skype chat the what, file what? is no mess why, why, don't you read
0: why don't you read it for the people who can't see it yeah <laughs>
2: I can't see it in the chat room
1: yeah it's right there what happens is that several people responded afterwards so they pushed it up but oh. I'll click on it okay. so it's a it's a It's just a standard, you know, letter-sized sheet of paper, and it has uh, four paragraphs, and it says, under the American Disabilities Act, I am exempt from the governor's regulation mandating wearing a face mask in public. Wearing a face mask poses a health risk to me. Under the ADA and HIPAA Acts, I am not required to disclose my medical condition." Organizations and businesses can be fined up to $75,000 for the first ADA violation and 150000 for any subsequent violation. Department of Justice ADA violation information line, and he gives an 800 number. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, uh, the people in California must really be fed up with these rules <laughs> if he's using these leaflets, you know, to pack up a check so i th- I thought it was really interesting and also useful uh here, like I said um only there's only one local store that I'm aware of where they require that you wear a mask to go into the store. All the other stores is all optional. I haven't been forced anywhere else than Menard's to wear a mask so but I guess here this, in this California, actually it's this
0: no I think it's more than California. this was posted on uh, Facebook. Oh, so you know, and what I think he's doing is what everybody should do is to, you know, get these things ready. So if somebody says to you, "Why are you not wearing a mask?" and you say, "I don't have to disclose this and hand this to them," I like this because it gives them an excuse not to be a holes.
2: Why didn't
0: you just say it? <laughs> because, you know, people, People, I think, I don't think that they're... Well, all right, so I said something to my sister about wearing masks, and of course, you know, you and I have this different politics. <laughs> you know, We're not going to talk about this. Okay, fine. And, oh, um, I meant the A-hole link. Oh, the, any, no, but she... Uh, then she sends me... Uh, I thought we weren't going to talk about it, but she sends me a link to Snopes that's saying that you know, oh, this, this information about masks is fallacy. And I wrote back to her, and I said, well, you know, Snopes has been known to not be an accurate, <laughs> give an accurate rendering of truth or not. And uh, I sent her to that uh, Peggy Hall, I think her name is, and she's got a website. It's healthyamericans.org. And she has a really, really good uh, section on the masks and why you shouldn't be wearing them. So I sent that to my sister. You know, I haven't heard back from her.
2: I can say didn't do any good.
0: Probably not.
2: <laughs> She's already got it in her head that the way the she problem feels. is
1: the problem is that it's coming from you. If you gave it to somebody else to give it to your sister, then she would accept it.
2: Right, you got it, Walt.
1: Yes
0: not necessarily <laughs> no because these pe- these people are really in their own reality uh it doesn't matter if if it goes against this concept that they have of this this you know this program in their brains uh that is dictating the reality that they're seeing uh they, they, they don't understand it they can't they they're it they don't seem to be able to make the jump yet and I think that that's because, you, we have to break the programming. I last night uh, I, I I came across uh, Men in Black three, and it was weird because I stopped. I, I was getting this stop stop stop. Don't run through anymore. Re- look at this one, and I'm going. I've already seen that one. No no no. You got to look at it again. Oh all right. So I turn it on. It's got. Will Smith in it, is that his name? Yes. And, um, oh, what's the other guy? Oh, oh
2: Tommy, I Tommy know.
1: Tommy Lee Jones? Yes. Yes,
0: Tommy Lee Jones. And there's this... Is that cari- the
1: film where Tommy Lee was was retired and he has to come out of retirement?
0: This is the second one where he got... where, where um, uh, Will goes back into time to stop... Uh, what happened was that there was a time something happened to time and so K disappears from the timeline and then he finds out that K didn't do what saved the world which was to get this one guy this this last of this alien race into prison and activate some electronic amazingly grid thing that's going to protect us from invasion
1: oh yeah that's where he meets his father
0: um, yes yeah, um, so audi- just, just jump to the end yeah. you know God, this guy is a bad storyteller <laughs> I'm no, just that's...
1: remembering now that you're mentioning the details that's all
0: <laughs> remember well, the...
1: quietly to yourself <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> but, but the thing of it was, it wasn't that, it wasn't the, that wasn't the, what they wanted me to see. It was the guy that was the man who had that funny hat on because underneath his head it was all weird, but he had that, like, a, a winter cap on, and he kept saying, well, is is this is this the future where blah, blah, blah happens, or is it this? And then he goes, oh, it's that, duck, you know? And, oh, there's a meteorite coming. Is this the one where the media, Yeah, And he's, he's all concerned with time. And he's got this... He's got the device that they need to be able to protect themselves. And he is... It just was such a phenomenal... When I saw it again the second time with a new way of looking at it, it was such a phenomenal way of demonstrating you know, the complexities of timelines and futures. And if this person, you know, doesn't leave the tip, then the meteorite hits. If he does, it doesn't. You know, it's weird things. But it gave you this feeling of timelines and, you know, the complexity of, of just our lives. So you remember when they get to uh, NASA and the, uh, the Apollo is going to go up uh, with Armstrong in it and they're going to, you know, land on the moon and everything? And he's got to crawl up on top of this uh, rocket, on top of the capsule, and, and secure this device that when they go through the Van vault, it's going to, you know, erupt into the shield. So... there's a black officer who says, you people are crazy and I'm going to arrest you. And then the time guy walks up to him and he kind of like just smiles at him, looks him in the eye and then waved his hand. And all of a sudden the black guy went like, oh, oh, okay, uh, I've got him. I'll take care of this. Don't worry. And he sends the MPs away. And it just struck me that, you know, that's the key is that, We really have to begin to focus on the ability to make the changes that need to be made for us to make this new entry into a reality that makes a lot of sense more than the one we're in, you know, or they're in, Um, and that I think it can be done very, very quickly. So we got into a conversation in the Shungite show earlier today. Uh, the Shungite radio show that the first hour was all about, not all about that, but it was Shungite's messaging. And, um, being able to understand, we're, we're all kind of like actors in a play. And you gotta know where, which, which, which one is, 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 which one's the actor that's dominating the reality. Well, it's certainly not the react, the, the the person who's in the 3D that doesn't even know that they've got a higher self and the higher self can do all sorts of magical things. So how do you, you know, wake up the person so that they can realize they've got a higher self? And apparently, based on the movie, you know, everything's told in the movie. All you have to do is look them in the eye, smile at them, and wave your hand, <laughs> and they wake up. You know, oh, I got it. I understand. Boom. You know. And then K saves the world again. Did that make any sense? I've gotten no response from either of you. (laughs) Well,
2: just have a question. Does anyone have an opinion on RFK Jr. Tough, his nose is JFK Jr. is alive. Oh, oh! I know what he's saying does anyone have an opinion on that video that's going around with um, Robert Kennedy Jr. when he touches his nose because it says, uh, at the bottom it says, if you believe JFK Jr. is alive, touch your nose. And so Robert touches his nose periodically through this video that he's being interviewed in. And I don't think the interview guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> Saying, "Well, yeah. did,
0: did, did the yeah, interview guy act, did the interview guy actually say it on the tape to Robert? No, no, no it, it This is another BS thing. <laughs> oh.
2: oh, I tried. I, I tried for net uh, just. I tried.
0: No, I, I, again, you know, he's touching his nose. Big deal." And so somebody says, oh, he's touched his nose. Let's make it as a, as a secret thing, you know. He's and
2: people, doing it on purpose and smiling.
1: But he's where does sending, sending the text, a signal. Where does the text come from? The text saying, if you believe JFK Jr. I don't when you're alive, know who wrote the text. That's on.
0: what I'm saying. You have oh, no idea gosh. what the message might be if there is a message. Maybe he's saying to you know his his dog, "I love you." Yeah, I mean, come on. If the you question, come on. If the question, if the question Bullshit. is oh shit, I qu- believe it. <laughs>
2: Fernando just believes it. They just it was on her, live stream. He says it was on live stream.
0: It was on live stream, and Robert actually heard the question or he's touching his nose and somebody says is he touching his his nose because he believes John Kennedy Jr is alive? I mean if you want to tell me a story tell me a story that makes sense. I'm not telling you stories anymore. Good. <laughs> If you get them right from crying out loud, you tell me these stories, and right? Then just, and then you forget, the, and then you forget to tell me the punchline. Well, I actually saw it while it was happening. Well, why didn't you say I that? I told <laughs> you that. That's
2: why I said to you, "You just <laughs> thanks for just bursting my bubble."
0: Well, if you saw it, why would I burst your bubble? You said, said you idiot." Because I just saw you it. you
2: told me no, it wasn't. How could it be him? How do you know it was him? Yada yada. You know, like you go on.
0: I'm interrupting the show because one of our chatters was telling us there was proof. Bless Just for in the chat room for trying to repeatedly to get the information out that proves the photo of a possible JFK Jr. atop the monument was taken on the same day as the monument at the Mount Rushmore event. Just a, just a Dote found the answer I had concerning, where is the proof the photo was taken at the time? Down below, there's a link to the same scene captured on video. In a series of tweets, we see this exchange, dated July 3rd, 2020, the same date of the event. 77KAB asks, Mighty Mouse, can you give background on where you got this video from? People are saying it's from 2017. Mighty Mouse for Zo. "'Hi, Kellyanne. We are vacationing in the area. My husband mentioned we should go to Rushmore last night since we didn't know we needed tickets for today's event. Husband took video. Still photo I posted was my cell photo. I suppose we could still argue, but the fact it all came out so soon after the event makes me question that this is a hoax. As always, it is up to you to do your own research.' But if the photo was taken on that day at that event, you got to assume that whoever was up there was somebody that had a lot of power to get permission to get up there. That whole area is highly secured in a normal situation. So it would have been really, really impossible for this to be something different than somebody trying to make a very clear message that mm, may not be so clear. Anyway, do your own research. I just needed to uh, set the record right. Thank you so much. We're picking up the show at the time that Walt began to look at the video concerning Robert Kennedy and the nose symbol for the fact that JFK Jr. is alive. So Walt's speaking, and he's talking about a different video.
1: <laughs> well, I'm looking. I'm looking at this video, and it's like someone, you know, when there's an interview on... Viewers are making comments to what they're seeing. It's like somebody who was viewing this made that comment. And he's responding to that comment on the video. I've seen this on YouTube when there are live videos. And and you see the people posting comments to what they're seeing. So this is what it looks like. It's like somebody's uh, yes. looking yes. at this interview and, and put the comment down. If JFK Jr. is alive touch your nose so he's responding to a comment not the not the interviewer but he's responding to an online comment that's being done from somebody watching this video right okay
0: all right because i I I listened to the thing and i didn't hear anything that sounded like he was responding to a question and now you're saying that the the question was in the chat room that's what you're saying yes interesting
2: Yep. Jeez, glad we worked our way through that. Okay, now I want to say to everybody hearing this, I apologize if if we upset y'all. We were really just having fun. We did not mean to upset anybody. At least I did, not and I I don't think Nancy did. She can talk for herself.
0: Well, I didn't mean to upset Walt. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, it just goes to show that people have different definitions of what the word fun means.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And different ideas about everything in life. Not, We don't all think alike, which is a wonderful thing. Because if we all thought alike,
1: what the heck would we need to be here for? Well, that that means you would be living in Argentina, where everybody thinks alike. That's why it's impossible to make any kind of change because if you stray from the norm, you get um, ostracized, you know, ridiculed, pushed around, made fun of. Uh, one of the things that I and I, I can I am qualified to say this because I was born and raised in Argentina. So if anyone has a different opinion, that's great because we all have different opinions. But to me. It's one of the great. You know how different cultures have different idiosyncrasies. Again, you know, going back to how they think about stuff or how they react to certain stuff. Well, to me, Argentina is one of those, you know, paradoxical places where one of their sufferings is a, tr- a tremendous inferiority complex. Because whenever you try to share, and, and I've had this, it has nothing to do with whether the person I'm talking to is has a very high degree of education, like college-level educated, or someone who never even finished high school. No, it, it's pervasive throughout the entire culture. You try to share with them some new piece of information, some some knowing that they have never heard of. Their number one reaction, 99% of the time, is they make fun of what you're saying, because that makes them feel safe. By taking what you're saying and bringing it down, that they're joking about it, making fun of it, laughing at it, uh, they feel they feel superior. It, it you know it, it relaxes them. But if you're sharing something that they've never heard of before, they feel in, in such a strange place. Uh, since they can't run away because you might be in a family setting, what they do is they make fun of what you're saying. So it's impossible to get anything across because they have this protective mechanism where they'll make fun of something they don't understand. They, ha- I'm telling you, they have the the most. It's it's uh, ironic that they have this inferiority complex. No, no, another, and I'll give you another example. You know, Argentina is surrounded by other countries. You have Chile in the west, you have Uruguay in the east, um, you have uh, Brazil to the north, and East of the country and when they talk about in a a social setting when they talk about other people other nationalities they put everybody down like they are the most superior on the earth and that's not the case you are not the most superior people on the earth Uh, I'll give you another example Um, in the 70's when my mom was working in a factory in New York there was another woman there also from our country, but she was from a province immediately north of ours. We came from Mendoza. This woman came from San Juan. And she was always very arrogant and very um, overbearing. And, oh, in Argentina, we have the best level of education. And our children are the best educated and blah, 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 compared to what education the children get here in the in the U.S. And I, <laughs> I remember commenting to my mother, I mean her argument at the time maybe she had a little bit of truth about it but in the present you cannot say that about Argentina ever again because their politics is so messed up there are so many conflicts especially in the educational arena is that every time you open the newspaper the local newspaper let's say of our own province out of uh, You have to keep in mind that in the southern hemisphere, when it's winter here, it's summer there. So they begin classes in February, March, and they end their classes in October, November, depending on the school. Some schools have longer terms than others, depending if it's private or public school. So, out of the, it's a, a standard school has three trimesters, so that's nine months of school. Out of nine months of school, I think this, the kids go to class maybe two to three weeks because every time you open the paper, there's no there's no class because the, all the teachers are doing a strike. They're, they're striking because they want pay raise. They're striking because they want more insurance. They're striking. The wind blows. They're striking. If it's not the teachers that are striking, it's the, for example, the president, uh, when Christina... This woman was uh, the president. Uh, she was creating um, holidays left and right that you would not, you could not have a single week without a holiday. It almost looked like a, for those people that have seen a, a Jewish calendar. A Jewish calendar is made up of mostly holidays, you know, religious holidays. The Argentine calendar kind of resembled that. Every single week had two or three col- holidays. So your children, guess what? Your children are not going to school. So at the end of a 9 month school period if you got 3 4 weeks of solid teaching you're good to <laughs> you're good, count yourself lucky so right now education in Argentina is like is like the worst so uh, it's 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 horrible but i wish they i could somebody i don't know if there was some kind of consciousness explosion and their mentality would change but that's a constant thing. They they don't. If you want to share some new knowledge or something that they haven't heard of before, no. First reaction is, let's put it down. Let's make fun of it. Let's let's put uh, make jokes about it, or they laugh at you for trying to share it. It's uh, if if you want to visit another planet, a totally different planet with a different reality, you should go visit there. To to give you. A, To give you another idea of what I'm saying, uh, to illustrate what I'm saying, if you are born and live in Argentina, and you have no plans to make your life anywhere else, I suggest you do not travel overseas for any length of time. Because when you go back to Argentina, you'll come down with nervous depression. I witnessed it with my mom. I witnessed it with a cousin of ours that stayed with us. For a month she came to do an advanced course in ballet and she went back to Argentina and for like six months she was in a she came down with depression. Because when you leave Argentina and you go visit another reality, all the things you can do, all the things you can learn, all the potentials, potentials of different things that you can do and learn and and then you go back to Argentina to this enclosed reality where Everything is limited. You can't do what you want. You can't study what you want. You don't have the means to do what you want. Every every tur- everywhere you go is no, no, no. Only rich people can do that. Only rich people can study that. Only rich people can go here. You come down with depression because it's like you've just been tossed into a human zoo. All you're going to do is just, you know, go to the bathroom every day and eat and go through the the motions and live a life knowing everything that you cannot do. Because, let's face it, over there, you just can't. All the things that you take for granted here, that is part of normal life, and, uh-uh, not there. <laughs> so,
2: Well, we don't have what was considered normal life anymore.
1: Well, no. because are creating all the old, the old, one. All the old systems are collapsing and crumbling. So now yep. we have to Make the new reality. Right. Something right. worth living, not be a slave to. Right.
0: <laughs> well, do you see the United States going the way of Argentina?
1: No. And you know why? Because people here, Argentine people, uh, that's one of their major Achilles heel. It's their um, skepticism. They believe nothing about everything. You know they don't. Uh, let's put it this way: um, you, if you were to visualize, what would life be without hope? Absolutely, zero hope about anything at all. That is life in Argentina. I- imagine what what it'd be like if you woke up every day and you have to talk to the people around you. And um, they don't even know what the word hope means. It doesn't exist. It's not part of your reality. That's Argentina. So it's very difficult to get them to imagine something better because they don't have hope about anything at all. You know, every politician is crooked. The police are crooked. Only bad people get uh, move forward in life. Only criminals get what they want. Honest people do not cannot make a living honest people cannot pay for their basic needs but if you're a criminal you can be rich and famous and move forward in your life and you can have vehicles and you can have houses and you can do all these things but here in the US uh, it, like, I, like I said to you before I, I noticed that the for a long time people lived this you know fairy tale, you know, the government is good, the government will protect me uh, they con- They are concerned about me, and in your particular case, that fairy tale kind of uh, blew up in your face with the death of JFK, remember you you told us the anecdote you came back home from school I think, or I don't know if it was high school or if it was college and and you heard on the TV what had just happened, and your whole world you know, crumbled around you, the, the reality that you thought you were living in wasn't exactly the reality that you thought it was, but the point I'm trying to make is that despite all the horrible experience, you have a knowing, how does it feel to live in the reality you want, it's good, so... If we have to build a new one, well, the new one is going to be better because we already know how it felt, even if it was an entire lie. Because under the behind the scenes, behind the curtain, there was all this criminality going on and all this horrible corruption. But in front of the cur- curtain, you know, in the stage, at one point, we knew what it felt like to live the life that we wanted, and it was really good. So we have uh, you, you have a point of reference. We know what a good reality the the way I like it. I know what it looks like and what it feels like. So I have something to shoot for because I, I I now I know what I should be building now. Now I know what I should be changing. This is what I'm going to build because this is a, this is the way I want my reality to be. And I have memories. I, I remember what it was to live in the reality that I wanted. Well, that unless you're very rich in argentina most of the people don't know what it is to live in a good reality they just know how to what it is to live in a reality where you survive and well, you survive they say, if you,
0: they say it takes a generation for a society to lose its identity so how how many generations have gone through this you know paradigm of there is no hope in your opinion
1: well well, I was born in '59, and I already it was like that. So, so two you, generations so Ar- is fifty least, years, right? Yeah.
0: So, so Argentina has lost its identity.
1: I, yeah, I totally. Be- well, I remember Argentina is a Nazi colony. You know, Peron made sure of that. So I don't know the the Nazi cabal in Argentina, uh, uh, how they are going about their their level of control, uh, at one point in, was it Netflix? Yeah. When I was still paying the Netflix subscription, I came across um, a TV comedy series, like a, like a sitcom, filmed in Argentina. And I, I, I was only able to watch one episode. It, this is supposed to be humor, you know, the, the script, the acting, the story. But just looking at the environment, at the way the people, at the appearance of the people and the way that they were acting and the things that were being said and the psychology of the characters going back and forth, I just wanted to get into a rocket and escape. I said to my mom, this has got to be the most oppressive thing I've seen ever. I don't want to see this (laughs) ever again. So I don't know if it's because I've already lived there and this was my, you know, appreciation for this comedy series but um, I don't know that you as an, as an American native would find any humor in it it was just I'm sorry this was it's just too sad <laughs> even even the I, I don't know if this was um, if it had to do with production how the production was being filmed it was supposed to be a color series but all the colors are bleached like when you leave a magazine out in the sun for too long. It's, I said to my mom, it's like these people don't even, they're like zombies. It's like there's no life in any of the characters. Uh, Is—is like and everybody's old and ugly and is like, get me away from this. I don't want to watch this anymore. So, Sorry if I'm sounding like a crazy person. I never claim to be sane. So, And I'll bet other
2: people who watch the same thing you watch, found the humor in it
1: Uh, well I guess
2: because you're at different places in life at the same time yeah yeah
1: well that's like uh uh the this cousin the one who shall not be named as soon as he came to as soon as he came to Minnesota and rented a place the first thing he did is um I think he got satellite TV but he got a special package where he got all the channels from South America oh. so the first thing that they would do all day long is they're looking at the Argentine shows like for example at one point they were watching like a game show and there was some comedian doing a skit on, this, on the stage and my cousin is rolling on the ground you know laughing his ass off and I'm looking at what the guy is doing on the screen and it's like I'm, what are they laughing at? This is the most pathetic uh, performance I've seen of any human being. I, I, would, I, I felt embarrassment for the person on the stage for what he was doing. I said, if this person were sa- standing on an American stage, he would be covered in tomatoes. So I, I didn't get it. I, I, had I, the, did I had
0: the same reaction with the three stooges.
2: Oh, <laughs> I hated
1: them. Oh, my grandmother just couldn't stand those guys.
0: <laughs> I, I seriously, my brother Phil would be there laughing and laughing, and I'd be looking at this, going like, "There's something very wrong here." I didn't. I never found it funny, and I thought, you know, and people, it's like they're very famous, they're very successful. What's wrong with me that I don't see their humor? Uh, it was well, their
1: humor was based on hurt, hurting each other. Yeah. That's why I hated it. Yeah. In fact, that that subject is deeply uh, studied for those people that enjoy reading sci-fi. Robert Heinlein wrote this book that was very famous at his time. um, Stranger from a strange line, from a a stranger from a strange, in a strange land. The story of Michael Valentine, who was an orphan who was raised in Mars, and then he comes to Earth. So nothing makes sense to him. So, um, and he, for example, he doesn't understand h- uh, human humor, what is whatever is, goes passes for human humor. And the only time he was able to understand it is at one point, the female character takes him to a zoo, and they're watching the cage of the monkeys. So there's one monkey who's eating something, and a bigger monkey comes takes it from him and hits him so the little monkey instead of attacking the bigger guy he goes and attacks a smaller monkey uh, taking his food from him so when he saw that interaction between the three monkeys then he understood humor and he started laughing uncontrollably because it was based on that he understood, okay, so this is what human humor is based on That violent, you know, unjust interaction—you know, whether the, you can't overpower the bigger guy, so I'm going to overpower someone smaller than me and get what he has. So that's a really interesting. I don't like that.
0: (laughs) I don't like that. (laughs) That lesson, I guess you'd call it. It's a strange one.
2: I never liked any shows where, for comedy, they hurt other people. Or yeah. any shows that were based around hurting other
1: people. I don't like well, that. Well, it, it's vaudeville, Dolly. Where does it, where do you think the term slapstick comes from? Slapstick was actually a tool that you used on stage. It was a stick. Well, I, every time.
2: I wouldn't have liked it. I know my grandpa Howard used to go down to vaudeville every weekend. Oh yeah, Grandma didn't said. like it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Grandma really didn't like it. <laughs> but he'd go every weekend. I'm going to the vaudeville shows. <laughs> okay, Grandpa, see you later. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sounds suspicious.
2: <laughs> I didn't know what was vaudeville, but I knew it was contention between Grandma and Grandpa. And, and I, I used to ask him, well, can, take me with you, Grandpa. He'd oh, no, 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 not you. <laughs> Are you sure it was
1: vaudeville and not burlesque? There's and a difference.
0: There different. was silence in the room. <laughs> I do. I think I she don't. knows the difference.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. I thought he was saying vaudeville. Maybe he was saying burlesque, but I thought he was saying vaudeville.
0: Well, I that don't know. probably the code name. He told the wife that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> I see. Well,
0: now we know. Now we know where she gets her jeans. Grandpa, who snuck off to them, he well, we announced it. I'm going to the burlesque show. Yeah. Yes.
1: What do they call them now? Nudie bars? That's the that's the modern term, right? I don't know. <laughs> Adult places. I don't know. Strip joints.
2: Uh, yeah, I've heard that phrase.
0: Have you ever been to one?
2: No, don't care to go.
0: No desire
2: whatsoever. Now, I have. I uh, Maybe I better clarify that. I have been to two shows where they have the guys that strip.
0: Well, yeah, okay. So, strip club <laughs> with men. The yeah. white horse. The white horse was what it was called here. It was the only one I know of. It wasn't too far away. It was ridiculous. I went once. I'd never step in the place again. Ooh, God, it was just crazy women and these yeah semi naked men that were all gay. Well, <laughs> 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 yeah. The
2: shows that I went to, the two of them, they were they were um, bridesmaids or the party for before the wedding for the bride that was the only reason I went but after that second time I thought this is garbage I don't need this
0: and then the internet came along <laughs> I, I remember <laughs> you know it was well The the internet is such an amazing little thing because when I was in the military I had to give a briefing To some retired generals, there was like five of them, and the NSA told me to tell them that the new radio would be, and he gives me something that's not much bigger than, you know, I don't know, uh, a glass, you know, I mean, it was even smaller than that, and it was like, you know, kind of looked like a monolith, a thick monolith type thing, and I got to tell these generals that this is going to be the new way of communicating, and, oh, my God, those generals just took me apart. I mean, I was like, oh, my God, I don't know. So I got angry at the NSA guy, and I called him up. And I said, look, you set me up here. Well, I, I said this and blah, blah, blah. And so he tells me, you know, well, this is this is the new technology. And um, when I went up there, he actually showed me the new technology, uh, the microchip. And so you've got the, the Internet that starts out... I I knew I knew I mean I saw it from its very beginnings. But then, I become uh, here and I go down to the local, the only computer store in South Florida, in Miami, and I said, "Look, it! I really, really want a computer. I know that you got these personal computers that are coming out on the market. I want one. Tell me about." It. knew nothing, but I used the phrase, "I want the state of the art." Art, okay, so now all of a sudden, they think I know what the hell I'm talking about. <laughs> because it's a, it's, a te- it's a technical computer term at that time, right? So, I, and, they, and the price of it, I could get a new, I could get a really good used car for the price of this computer. And so, I didn't have that kind of money, but I went to the local, uh, what, it was like, uh, not a bank, but the next thing to a bank community bank type of thing, I forget what they call those things, they don't have them anymore, but I went down there and I said, look, you're going to be giving out loans like you do for cars for these computers, and so he said, let me look into this, and three days later he said, you know, you're right, we'll give you that loan, so I get this computer, and I kept that computer for quite a while, I didn't really need to upgrade it because the only thing I was using it for was an electronic typewriter. So then, Cindy and I, she she moves in here, and and you know I said, well, we should, you know, at least get one good computer, and there's you know this internet out there and stuff, and I guess we I, we both had had a little bit of exposure to a better version of the of the computer by that time. So we get this computer, and the internet was like, you know, it was beyond AOL. <laughs> when the first computers <laughs> the internet was AOL, you know, it was beyond that. And I'll never forget, we were putting in some URL, and we ended up on a porno site. So, oh. so so the porn came out, you know, as soon as the Internet came out. And our reaction was so funny because we both went, oh, oh, my God. We started whispering like somebody was listening, you know. And they were going, how do we get out of here? Oh, my God, how do we get here? You know, it was like, oh,
1: geez. Run for the door. It
0: <laughs> it was it was so strange. And uh, that was the one and only time that I ended up on a porno site like that. You know, but it was such a... Uh, it, it was just kind of shocking. You know, but again... I, oh, go ahead.
2: I did the same thing. I, I had just gotten the computer and I was messing around and trying to figure things out. And all of a sudden all these naked pictures started showing up, and they're poom 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 flying at me. And so I, I hit I hit buttons to try to get out, and I got more and more. <laughs> I was that's the thing off. about
1: this. That's the thing about these sites. If it were just an issue of looking at the content, this one thing. But a lot of these sites are so malicious; they're chuck full of viruses yes. and worms. <laughs> Uh I remember my my boss's brother his his baby brother he would bring in the computer once a month to do a check up and it was it was crazy I mean one time he had like 50 viruses more than half the programs needed to be re- reinstall because there was so much file contamination because he was heavily addicted to porn you know I don't care I'm I'm an employee I'm getting paid to work on the computers what am what am I going to do <laughs> I'm not his father or mother so <laughs> But it's just they're so malicious. A lot of because a lot of these sites are actually used by the hackers that go into try to get information. Like a, a lot of people, without realizing it, they keep serious information on the computers, like the social security numbers, driver's license numbers, sensitive numbers, uh, passwords to get into the banks, and these guys are crawling for that. So. While well, somebody's busy, you know, looking at these images and getting off on these images, someone is, is going in the back door, scouring through the machine to get that that information. So that's the to me the biggest danger of these of these sites. A lot of them are, you know, malicious.
0: Well they're malicious because they're <laughs> porno sites for the get go <laughs> you know anybody yeah. that goes in there is uh, well you deserve what you get
1: yep. uh, yeah. and it's another business for the cabal another source of income for the cabal
2: well these days you don't just
1: accidentally get into one do you no you have to actually look you know punch in it used to be one of the things that was uh, pervasive in the past is that you had no way of controlling pop-ups because the browsers didn't have that capability of telling them, you know, stop it, you know, stop with a pop-up. And like it happened to you, you get a, a stampede or a, a, uh, an avalanche of pop-ups. You try to close one and five open up. Yeah. But uh, browsers like, for example, uh, Firefox, uh, they, they came up with... You know, they started writing code for pop-up block blockers. so if you go into the site you should not get you know um, an avalanche of pop-ups because the browser is actively blocking them. In fact in some there are some websites where you just go in to buy merchandise and when you're ready to check out and go to the, the shopping cart you're supposed to get a pop-up you have to tell your browser allow pop-ups for this site so that you can finish your purchase. Because that's how careful they are to block the stuff because they any trick in the book, these guys were exploiting it you know, you know so
0: that's really good information because I wonder if that wasn't what we were running into sometimes with the store you know the mm. internet store is that people are saying they can't see. I mean I actually had the problem I couldn't it wasn't working like the pop-up that should have been there didn't show. And it may be oh, because if, of that.
1: Yeah, you have to go into the browser, and the browser keeps a list of safe sites. I see. So you, so you, what you do is you uh, say, you know, allow pop-ups for this site, and it should fill in the site address automatically. But it, it'll be part of the browser settings. So I, I've never bought anything from the Shanghai store. So in order, when you go make the transaction, you get a pop-up to make the payment.
0: I uh, yes there was pop-ups oh. it was like PayPal and that you know but it, you, I I don't remember that that didn't come up we had problems with people at uh, me you know it was like I knew that I hadn't finished the order and I didn't see the pop-up from I think PayPal or whatever it was you know and well, so that, and that, that
1: explains why yeah, when you use for example um Sites like Amazon or eBay, they don't rely on pop-ups. They just generate, uh, it goes, it spawns a new page. So it's not a a, a pop-up. It's an actual page that you go into and, you know, you put in the payment information. And if it's account-based, your address is already filled in. But, yeah, there are many, many retail sites that don't rely on pop-ups for you to, Complete your like when I buy magnets online for my devices, they don't have pop-ups. It just goes to a new page.
0: Well, I'm hoping that a lot of it's you know maybe uh, Weebly and Wix and the others have caught up to that. Maybe it's not an issue now because this was when I was at the store. I'll have to, I'll mention it to Derek anyway in case he's he's you know I mean he, he's really good at this so I probably knows. But we're near the end of the show here. You guys want to say? Adios.
1: Uh, good night, everybody. Thank you for being with us. Thank you, Dolly. Thank you, Nancy. As always, my website is newparadigmtools.net. Good night, everyone.
0: Well, let me ask you, are, 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 have you got anything new besides the turtle up there? Or have you, 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 nothing to report? It's too late to tell me, but... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, now people started asking about the turtle. Now people are asking about the turpentine spiral, so I'm thinking of listing it, if that's okay with you.
0: It's okay with me. Okay. I think you
2: should, because it's a good thing. Yep. More people need them. So, uh, well, I I apologize for upsetting you. (laughs) I really do. I apologize for anyone else out there for upsetting you. We were
1: just having
2: fun. You happened to be in on it uh and and might have misinterpreted, so well, um, I,
1: you were having stooge level fun, <laughs> yeah, I guess we were I guess we were
2: so uh thanks for listening y'all uh from Dolly world
0: bye bye be safe, everybody. we'll see you next time. Teaching. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening.